The Consolation of Philosophy by Boethius Translated by H. R. James This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. The Consolation of Philosophy, Book 2, Section 6 and Song 6, Nero's Infamy. What now shall I say of rank and power, whereby, because ye know not true power and dignity, ye hope to reach the sky? Yet, when rank and power have fallen to the worst of men, did ever an Etna belching forth flame and fiery deluge work such mischief? Verily, as I think, thou dost remember how thine ancestors sought to abolish the consular power, which had been the foundation of their liberties, on account of the overweening pride of the consuls, and how for that self-same pride they had already abolished the kingly title. And if, as happens but rarely, these prerogatives are conferred on virtuous men, it is only the virtue of those who exercise them that pleases. So it appears that honour cometh not to virtue from rank, but to rank from virtue, Look, too, at the nature of that power which you find so attractive and glorious. Do you never consider, ye creatures of earth, what ye are, and over whom ye exercise your fancied lordship? Suppose, now, that in the mouse tribe there should rise up one claiming rights and powers for himself above the rest, would ye not laugh consumedly? Yet if thou lookest to his body alone, what creature canst thou find more feeble than man, who oftentimes is killed by the bite of a fly, or by some insect creeping into the inner passage of his system? Yet what rights can one exercise over another, save only as regards the body, and that which is lower than the body, I mean fortune? What, wilt thou bind with thy mandates the free spirit? Canst thou force from its due tranquillity the mind that is firmly composed by reason? A tyrant thought to drive a man of free birth to reveal his accomplices in a conspiracy. But the prisoner bit off his tongue and threw it in the furious tyrant's face. Thus the tortures which the tyrant thought the instrument of his cruelty, the sage made an opportunity for heroism. Moreover, what is there that one man can do to another which he himself may not have to undergo in his turn? We are told that Bessarus, who used to kill his guests, was himself slain by his guest Hercules. Regulus had thrown into bonds many of the Carthaginians whom he had taken in war. Soon after, he himself submitted his hands to the chains of the vanquished. Then, Thinkest thou that man hath any power who cannot prevent another's being able to do to him what he himself can do to others? Besides, if there were any element of natural and proper good in rank and power, they would never come to the utterly bad, since opposites are not wont to be associated. Nature brooks not the union of contraries. So, Seeing there is no doubt that wicked wretches are oftentimes set in high places, it is also clear that things which suffer association with the worst of men cannot be good in their own nature. 
Indeed, this judgment may with some reason be passed concerning all the gifts of fortune, which fall so plentifully to all the most wicked. This ought also to be considered here, I think. No one doubts a man to be brave in whom he has observed a brave spirit residing. It is plain that one who is endowed with speed is swift-footed. So also music makes men musical, the healing art physicians, rhetoric public speakers. For each of these has naturally its own proper working. There is no confusion with the effects of contrary things. Nay, even of itself it rejects what is incompatible. And yet wealth cannot extinguish insatiable greed, nor has power ever made master of himself, whom vicious lusts kept bound in indissoluble fetters. Dignity conferred on the wicked not only fails to make them worthy, but contrarily reveals and displays their unworthiness. Why does it so happen? Because ye take pleasure in calling by false names things whose nature is quite incongruous thereto, by names which are easily proved false by the very effects of the things themselves. Even so it is, these riches, that power, this dignity, are none of them rightly called. Finally, we may draw the same conclusion concerning the whole sphere of fortune, within which there is plainly nothing to be truly desired, nothing of intrinsic excellence, for she neither always joins herself to the good, nor does she make good men of those to whom she is united. We know what mischief dire he wrought, Rome fired, the fathers slain, Whose hand with brother's slaughter wet, A mother's blood did stain. No pitying tear his cheek bedewed, As on the course he gazed. That mother's beauty, once so fair, A critic's voice appraised. Yet far and wide, from east to west, his sway the nation's own, And scorching south and icy north Obey his will alone. Did then high power a curb impose On Nero's frenzied will? Ah, woe, when to the evil heart Is joined the sword to kill. End of section six and song six.